0: 3-2-1. What's happening guys? This is Logan Robinson from here the Spirit presented to Two by NolGameBay We are here live after Florida State ends its twenty twenty three season and its first loss. Losing to the Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart sixty-three to six. Was Just a little three. bit oh uh, yeah, to three. Sixty-three to three. But here we are. We're in the parking lot here. Couldn't get out on the field to do our instant reaction, so this is where we're at. But gentlemen, Florida State, Mike Norvell, pretty emotional after the game hearing from Kalen Deloach, Brock Glenn, Mike Norvell opening up saying, you know, just a, he felt like he didn't do good enough in preparing the team for this one. But it's hard to do that when you have so many players that aren't playing in this game. Tons of starters. I'm pretty sure we updated the fans even more once we got into the stadium during pregame warm-ups set. Florida State would be thin in almost every area possible. But here we are, Florida State, still ACC champions, won 13 games in a row this season, but fall and a pretty brutal loss and scoring regards 63 to three.
1: I have to say, you know, we expected coming into this one, obviously, Florida State with all the guys missing on both sides of the ball. They were clearly outmatched um, coming into this contest. But it I think it went worse than maybe any of us could have anticipated. You know, we got some flack for predicting Florida State to lose this game on Wednesday night. And I think that we were all a little um, we were a little bit off on our score predictions as is. It was it was a shellacking from the Bulldogs and it just seemed like once that second quarter got going, they could do nothing wrong right there. And Florida State really struggled on both sides of the ball to consistently create, and then, you know, like you were saying, Logan, before the game, you find out you're going to be missing a couple more starters on the defensive side of the ball, and Braden Fisk, Joshua Farmer, and Tatum Bethune During the game, a bunch of Seminoles were beaten up. Uh, guys across the offensive line, Darius Washington exits after the first drive. Robert Scott comes in and gets hurt, uh, was replaced by Jalen Early for a little bit, and but Robert Scott was eventually able to go back in in the game in the second half. Fentrell um, Cypress exits the contest on Poitier, you know, a little bit after making that big 55-yard catch to set up Florida State's lone score of the night. He exits the game back to the locker room like he got hit in the face or something like that. So a bad situation where you already enter the game with 25, at least 25 guys out of line and continue to just add up throughout. And, yeah, a lot of a lot of young guys were on the field tonight.
2: And the sad thing is there's still plays that could have be been made. Fentral Cypress dropped an interception. Hussey dropped an interception. Uh, Someone else dropped an in interception. I've already tried to forget this game as much as Ryan. I can.
1: Trying to go through his
2: hands. Yeah. Obviously, when Cantron puts you at first and goal on the four-yard line, you'd love to punch that in. Just couldn't convert. There are still chances to make plays in this game. There's also a forced fumble early on in the game by Pat Payton that Florida State couldn't fall on. So there's chances for Florida State to make plays. They just couldn't. Sometimes that happens and in a game where you're outmanned like this. You know, That's going to happen. You know, I don't think any of us were expecting 63-3. to But uh yeah it's just, definitely it was a not. game, i guess definitely it was not. a game
1: but at the same time as Nor- uh, as uh logan was saying when we first started the show you know norvell took a lot of the flack in the press conference blaming some things on himself that happened during the game and i just i just don't agree with the falling on the sword i mean we we all knew that it was going to be a very tough hill for Florida State to climb going into the night and um
2: yeah we all knew that the Florida State team wasn't the team that represented Florida State for the first 13 games of the season. It was a much different team. It was, at this point, it was a 2024 team more than it was a 2023 team. Um, some young guys got some much-needed experience, and then you know it, that's going to matter a lot going in next season. It's a shame for some of these seniors like Kalen Deloach to out the way they did, but you know that that's, that's the way cookie crumbles sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, too, looking at Brock Lynn's performance, took a lot of shots. That's some Mike Norvell dialed up. We saw a lot of Wildcats, saw some Wildcat with uh, Span. We also saw some Wildcat with Douglas. Those two guys were in the backfield quite a bit. But a lot of shots downfield. Dustin Hill, man, almost made a phenomenal – he made the grab, but just couldn't hold on to it there at the bottom of the ball popping out. But um, there were some throws that Brock Lynn, you could see a little bit of growth there and some confidence build there. Definitely in his pocket presence – Uh, and just understanding where the pressure is coming from. That's something that I saw some growth from for Brock Lynn, and that's a kid that has been thrusted into what is a a situation that no other you can really fathom. Um, If we go back to maybe James Blackman days, Florida State has had some crazy, crazy luck with some backups on backups having to come in and play and and some big uh, circumstances. But uh, to me, it's just the little things that you got to take out of, some positives, try to take the positives out of what potentially you know is a historic loss, but a, a really, really uh, tough situation for Florida State when you lose 63-3, to and Mike Norvell was talking about it after the game. There were some guys injured. There was opt-outs. There was guys transferred. There was guys out there that are already in the transfer portal that we actually saw out onto the field, like a guy like Malcolm uh, Ray in the defensive tackle room. Just all over the place, Florida State did as much as they could with what they had uh, on the field and, and, and on traveling here.
1: Yeah, that Brock Lynn, you know, by all means, he, it wasn't perfect, and he had some up and down moments, but his progression tonight, a little bit of his silver lining coming out of this game. I think we can all remember that ACC championship against Louisville, where Florida State ended up punting nine times. It, it was it was ugly out there for the majority of the night. Brock Lynn just eight out of twenty one for I believe about fifty yards, and Florida State, as they did tonight, you know, turned to the Wildcats Summit had a bunch of success in the ACC championship, and that was the real way that they were able to defeat Louisville. And you know, Brock Lynn checking down a lot of passes, didn't have great pocket presence in that game. And then you come into the night, you know, he's moving around a little bit in the pocket, stepping up, avoiding some defenders, obviously took some hits as you noted, Logan, but you see him putting the ball downfield instead of just checking down, taking the short play. Wasn't all perfect, but you see the play to KP, you see the one to Destin Hill that he was nearly able to come down with. There were a couple other ones that Forest State was really close to connecting on. and. From his first start to his second start, a lot of positive growth from Brock Lynn.
2: He had a couple big-time throws that unfortunately weren't caught. The receivers and tight ends didn't really do him any favors in this game. It was also one of those games that we knew coming in, it didn't matter either way. You know, get the guys some experience, the result really does not matter whatsoever because neither team wanted to be here. Georgia ended up showing a little bit more. They didn't want to end the season on a loss. Um, it's just the way it is. If Florida State was in the playoffs, it's a much different team than what we saw tonight. I firmly believe that. And really the main mistake that he did make
1: was uh, missing Ja'Kai Douglas on that – was it – yeah, it was that second-and-goal play where Florida State was yeah. able to get Ja'Kai Douglas wide open in the middle of the end zone went through to, I believe it was uh, – either Poitier or, or Williamson on a, on a curl route that was covered by two Jordan defenders. So he's able to make that read a little bit quicker and pitch a Kai before State gets into the end zone right there, obviously not able to connect with Borloff on that third down before he ends up settling for the field goal. But there's a lot of a lot of positive stuff to take away from him. And going into his offseason, Rob Glenn having some time on the field these last two games, I think it's going to be huge for his future uh, within the program.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was big. We saw some growth there for him, which was, which was great. We saw Isaiah Holmes there in the running back room, uh, Samuel Singleton there at the end. This, you know, you're going to run through so many people, and at some point, you know, someone's got to try to make a play. And there so many missed opportunities and interceptions too throughout this game as well. I, I counted at least three potential interceptions. There were some drops too. You know, it, it just this game. I don't think like we said in the in the. Uh, in the preview show, we, we weren't expecting Florida State to keep this one really, really close to the fourth quarter, but I don't think we expected for it to be such of a, a blowout of this magnitude. But it also doesn't hurt, though, whenever you lose your star defensive tackle Braden Fisk and also Joshua Farmer is not playing in the game as well. Those two guys did not dress. Joshua Farmer probably in a st- different circumstance, I would say, than Braden Fisk. If he could have gone and could have gone and go, then Braden Fisk would have played. But, uh, you know, it's, it's rough when you lose – Uh, two-star defensive tackles and going into this game no matter what. You can't get a helpful pass rush and attack uh, on Beck, who was dealing and making some big plays down the field, a lot of tight ends that were wide open in Georgia's favor. Um, Yeah, I mean, you can't really do really analysis and full critiques on this game, and that's not what we're going to do. But it was great hearing from Kalen Deloach after the game because he was extremely emotional. On the sideline, we saw him come off and Mike Novell give him a hug. And then later on, him and Coach JP sharing a hug and tears were, were falling down his face. And uh, just hearing him after the game and the press conference, him going through, making sure the reporter knew that he was here for five years. The the, the journey that he began on with Mike Neville the staff and seeing where this program is, is, has been uh, just just huge for him as a person and uh, – You could tell Mike Neville really emotional when listening to uh, Deloach speak.
1: Kalen Deloach, an extremely special, seminal. Shut up, I'm talking. Um, His career in Tallahassee, I mean, just the epitome of growth, you know, to see where he's gone from 2019 when he first arrived in Tallahassee to now in 2023 where he's departing the program as one of the best players on that defense, a a key voice in the locker room. Um, He's been a big part of this rebuild and, you know, there were times where it was tough for Cam DeLoach. And, you know, he could have walked out that door and decided to transfer somewhere else. We're seeing during this time that he's been in college this is really when the transfer portal stuff is all heated up and guys are just flip-flopping if they're not in the right spot or if they're not playing or if something goes wrong. Cam DeLoach stuck with it, kept fighting. And, man, I mean, to see what he's turned himself into, just a, a really, really impressive and a tribute to the kind of guy that he is on and off the field. And, you know, Florida State fans going to be rooting for this guy as he makes the transition to the next level. And I, I just thought it was impressive tonight. You know, this game was over in the second quarter. I mean, let's let's be honest here. But Caleb DeLoach continued to come out on that field, defensive series after defensive series, and didn't end up departing from it until right there at the beginning of, of the fourth quarter where he shared a hug with Mike Norvell. And, and what was the score at that time, guys, like 49-3? to three?
2: I mean, we're talking about a
1: guy who – we're talking about a guy that could have opted out of this game, protected his draft stock, you know, avoided having a chance to, to injure himself. Instead, he's in there in a blowout for three quarters fighting for his teammates. That just says everything about
2: the type of guy he is in this era of college football. Kalen Deloach is the man. I mean, a guy that's represented Florida State the right way. He's gone about it the right way every step of the way. Came in as an unheralded recruit, worked his way up, and was, you know, arguably the MVP of this defense. One of the best players in the ACC. By the time he graduated, he's a special player, and it's it's going to be weird not seeing four Roman sideline to sideline next year with a much different team next year. This, this is going to be far from the same team. And you know, there's some other guys that would have liked to say, see play that didn't play because of injury, like Farmer and Fisk. You know, those are guys that are very talented. But you know, Farmer had hand surgery. Fisk has been dealing with injuries all year. Get those guys healthy and. Let's regroup and move to 2024. With Fisco being in the NFL, he's earned himself a paycheck. We talked about it after the ACC championship game. I mean, he absolutely dominated that game and really boosted his draft stock. It's going to be really, really fun to see him play in the NFL. And then hopefully Josh Farmer, he looks forward to taking over some offensive lines with uh, Darrell Jackson next year.
0: Got to hope that he's here. That's the first thing that I think we yeah, have to do that now they've really got to work on the retention which they did a good job of last year and that's why Florida State got to this point and this was all to reach the playoffs but that uh, doesn't go in their favor and you can tell Mike Norvell is pretty pretty not happy about that after this game and you know Florida State's got to do a better job they've got to do a job of recruiting guys like Kalen Deloach and they're rare they're very rare to find but I think Florida State can do uh do good and get on the recruiting trail to find guys like that and We'll see what ends up happening. But we probably just got a few more minutes here before the police kick us off of uh, out of our parking lot here. But gentlemen, 13 and one, some just saying 13 and no they did what they needed to do. Um last thoughts on this before uh, we get kicked out of here at the uh, hard
1: rock stadium. Last thoughts. Um for this game, it's hard like We've been saying it's hard to take really anything away from it. And now Florida State going to go into a very important offseason here where, you know, you're not sure if some guys that have been in this 2D for started starter are going to be back with the team for a variety of reasons, whether that's exploring NFL aspirations or potentially entering the transfer portal looking for an opportunity somewhere else. Um, as Logan noted, it's going to be important for Florida State, not only for player retention, but right now the transfer portal still open open for business, and I think it's clear after tonight, Florida State needs some reinforcements on both sides of the ball, and I think we're getting to a point where Florida State's gonna end up having to dive into that portal a little more than maybe we originally expected whenever the the cycle opened at the beginning of the month. But there are some clear holes on this roster. Um, You got that Tribe 24 class, they're gonna be hitting the ground running, a lot of guys getting here in January to go ahead and start preparing for their college careers but Florida State's still going to need some experienced talent to uh, buff up this roster as they prepare for the 2024 season.
2: Really, my only thoughts were it was it was such a special season. It was so much fun to watch these guys between Jordan Travis and Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and Jaheim Bell, Trey Benson, Jared First, Fisk, Kalen, Tatum Bethune, Bernardo Green, Jerry Jones, Akeem Dent, just so many guys that really stepped up their play this season. It was so special to watch their journey at Florida State and – even guys like Kian that guy here for one year, guys like Kalen that were developing all year. It was such a special, special season. And Sally didn't go the way really they expected when, when uh, selection Sunday hit, they didn't get their opportunity. And something, you know, Norvell said, it, it's, been, it's been the toughest month of his coaching career. It's been one of the most difficult things he's had to deal with. It's been the most difficult thing for a lot of people at Florida State to deal with. And hopefully it just gives them a point to, to keep building on and, Hopefully they'll be better out of 2024 and 2025. You know, there's, there's some really great players on this roster, and I trust Mike. Mike's Mike's going to keep getting Florida State back where they, where they need to be. He's going to keep them relevant. He's going to keep them as a good good football team. And whether it's in the ACC, whether it's in the Big Ten, whether it's independent, whether it's in the Sun Belt, Mike Norvell's going to do what Mike Norvell used to do. And what just sucks is we'll never know. Never.
1: I mean, that, that's, it's the biggest what-if Norvell even said in the press conference we'll – We'll never know if this team, if they would have made it to the college football playoff, if they would have gotten blown out, if they would have won a game, if they would have won it all, we'll never know. And it sucks. I mean, this is a big reason why we're going to remember this season because of the the college football playoffs now. But you're seeing a lot of national people and all kinds of people over social media just kind of piling on to Florida State for – this game tonight and not recognizing that this roster's not nearly the same and just a travesty to college football that a team that went 13-0, won a conference title, didn't get a chance to compete for it all.
0: Terrell Owens, you're one of them. <laughs> There's going to be plenty of national analysts, reporters, whoever the hell, some big names say some silly things. But... As Florida State fans know, and anybody with a couple brain cells know uh, the situation that Florida State was in. Um, it's tough, and like Mike Neville said after the game, there was a few guys that even traveled with Florida State that were on the fringe of playing in this game, but he noted if they were in the college football playoffs, they'd have those extra days to hopefully be able to get a few guys that were just really close to getting out there and playing. So uh, it's, uh, it's tough. It's going to be fun, though. we got a fun couple months ahead because we're going to look at a lot of these guys going into the pros. Like a Kalen Deloach, we're going to talk Jared Verse. A lot of handful, Trey Benson, Braden Fisk, it's going to be a fun postseason to cover whenever Florida State goes into the NFL Combine, and then we get ready to cover the NFL draft. A big bunch of knolls are heading into the league, so looking forward to doing that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up from here. I appreciate everybody following along this season. It, it was fun. Even coming down here for the week, it was fun to kind of reflect and see what in, what happened and what a roller coaster of a ride it was. It was super fun. Uh hey, boys stayed undefeated on the season this year. First, the, first time
1: ever silver lining.
0: Yeah, with the predictions, stayed undefeated. So hey, if you want to come back and tune to hear this year next year, we're gonna to try to keep you straight and honest and, and try to give you some accurate uh score predictions. But uh it was a super fun team to cover. 2023 was, was fun, and I think 2024 has a chance to be. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Florida State's got to bring in a quarterback. they got to get an answer there right away, and I, I think you're, you're, you're starting to, on the right, right track for what they want to do moving forward. Either, like you said, VZ, if it's an in ACC, independent, wherever the hell you are, but as we know, the ACC isn't respected enough, and uh, didn't let Florida State get in that college football playoff and give them a chance to compete. But yeah, that's going to do it. Everybody have a great rest of y'all's evening. Uh, safe travels back home. We'll be back here live next Wednesday at 7 p.m. appreciate everybody listening. Uh, If you're on YouTube right now, hit the like button, subscribe. If you're on Facebook, share with your friends. Deeply appreciate everybody hanging out with us this year. Super awesome and uh, thankful for you guys. Everybody, have a great rest of y'all's evening. Peace.